we're going to be talking about what no one else wants to talk about, which is the dirty side of podcast pitching. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full-time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast-track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. In this episode, I've got my business partner, Tig, and we're going to be talking about what no one else wants to talk about, which is the dirty side of podcast pitching. Now, of course, I know that yesterday we left you hanging hard. <laughs> oh, we really left you hanging, like mouth-watering, waiting for the next drop, waiting for today to come, hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say, we're saying that. They were like, they didn't even care. They're like, yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really embarrassing if that isn't the case. But hopefully it is, because we gave you a lot of stuff, but we gave you, you know, in, in kind of online business and coaching, sometimes they call this the wow, but not the how, right? Like we gave you the steps that seemed implementable, but probably left you with a lot of other questions. Like, for example, well, you know, what do I do if, if someone doesn't actually respond to my email? How do I even make sure my email gets opened? You talked about all these pitches. Well, they, they, you know, they only see the personalization if they open the email, right? Or I'm a busy business owner. You know, I don't have time to, you know, make each pitch personalized. Can I get an assistant? Can I use AI or is that kind of unethical? Like, how do I balance that? You know, so many questions. <laughs> so we're going to answer all of them right now to make sure that you do get the how as well as the wow. I love that, mate. Let's go for it. So again, really focused on how do we get you booked and guarantee you get booked on tons and tons of high profile podcasts as a guest in 2024. That's going to be a huge strategy we're helping our clients do. And we want to encourage you to do the same. So without further ado, let's dive straight in. Firstly, man, you know, we're sending out this pitch. I'm spending my time on writing my 100-word USS unique selling story. Um, and uh, that's all great in that. But how do I make sure my emails even get open? What do I need to do to make sure the email gets clicked on and open in the first place? Well, Anthony, this is a great question to kind of really kick this uh, this discussion off because this is the, like the first stumbling block, right? So you, you, we are right. We really need to make sure that the email is getting opened. Otherwise, there's a lot of time wasted. So the best subject lines that we found for the best open rates after rigorous testing, and I really mean that, I'm talking probably actually ten tens of thousands of emails, is there's two winners. Now, one is the very, very short and sweet, real quick. This builds intrigue because, well, <laughs> it's just real quick, right? Why wouldn't you have a look? But here's a little sneaky trick that we do to just go that extra mile to really make it sound very human and kind of show people that, no, this is not a robot. This is like a human type. This is we decapitalize the uh, the first letter, which is R. Um, and this really just gets across that, you know, this is a human sending it. Like I just typed this up right now, like really quickly, again, real quick. Um, you know, it's not automated. It's, it's not anything like that. It's a very minor tweak, but we have found it helps our conversion rates. So, you know, it, undefeated real quick no capitals you know no punctuation just again it really is just really quick <laughs> and I, I feel like i'm just over explaining it when there's just nothing to explain about it and it gets great open rates so i would start with that one yeah 100 like percent. the that. other one you can use is well anthony why don't you explain this one and you know what i think we'll start with that we'll just say real quick that's probably the best one that anyone can use universally and what we'll do in the show notes we'll add three more that you could use if you want to alternate and kind of experiment if you want to get a bit frisky you're getting a bit bored of real quick and you want it to maybe be a bit longer 
no pun intended. Um, we can, of course, you get that. No, right. Anyways, but the point is, we'll leave three other subject lines that we've tested and no get high response rate. And again, that's why we can keep this nice and concise. Great, Anthony. So we've got into the inbox, you know, we've got our winning subject line and there's, there's some more you can use down below as well. But, you know, so I'm going to use this amazing subject line. How do I know whether someone's opened it or not? Great question. I, I'm just sending this personalized, you know, I'm not using like my, uh, my email software or anything. How, how do I even track the open rates in the first place? So what you want to do, and this is kind of what we're found to be the best way to do this, right? You want to use a platform known as yet another mail merge. This is kind of a plugin that you can get on Google Sheets. So instead of you just sending out emails and not knowing whether or not someone's opened it, whether they've seen it, whether they've read it, whether they've clicked on your link, there's a lot of unanswered questions, but we have the answers. And, well, not, <laughs> we don't have the answers. Yet another mail merge is the answer. And yam then, for sure. Yam for sure. So not the African fruit. It's uh, you, you'd literally Y-A-M-M. You can type that in on Google Sheets when you go to add-ons. It's a free plugin. You can just install it. Perfect. And then what you want to do, um, it'll give you like a breakdown. I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sit and give you the exact breakdown, but it's pretty straightforward. Essentially, a plugin that once you send an email through Google Sheets, you can actually track the open, the reply, and whether or not people have clicked your link in the email. This just kind of gives you an idea of who's engaging and who's not. So you're not left in the dark wondering, you know, like, am I doing all this work for no reason? You can kind of tell whether or not it's been received and whether or not it's being opened. So two things can either happen. Well, actually three things, right? They respond. Great. You know, whether it's a, ye a yes, no. And again, we actually said, ideally, just start a conversation. However, they respond, that's a win, right? But if they don't respond, they either opened it and aired us, ouch, or they just didn't see the email in the first place. So look, if someone doesn't see the email in the first place, what do we do? So we can simply just resend it. Look, people are busy. Shit happens. Life happens. I know that I'm, you know, I was going to say I'm not great with my emails, but like I kind of need to be because it's our main channel for, for you know, client clients. However, most people are super busy and their inbox are chaotic. So it's important that if they haven't opened it, don't get butt hurt. Just send another email, right? That's what we do. Just send another email and resend specifically the exact same email. Mm -hmm. Same subject line, everything, because um, they probably just missed it. And, you know, you can, do this, you can do this uh, three days later. So, you know, send the first email on Monday and then look to resend on the Thursday. Keep things simple. But actually, maybe more often than not, in fact, no, you know, probably about equally as often, people may open the email and just not respond. Now, now that kind of stings. But what do we do? Because we don't want to just stop there, right? So it could be a massively wasted opportunity if we stop there. Because, again, people are busy. So a lot of the time, people have, might have started reading the email and thought, oh, this is cool. They've got a cool story. And then they got a phone call, you know? Or maybe they were like getting this, off the, uh, what? I was going to say, I hope they're not saying just, oh, this is cool. <laughs> wow, this story is insane. Because it should, that should be the reaction. This story is insane. But I get your point, Tug. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, good, good, uh, good correction to make, actually. But, you know, they could be just finishing their workout, you know, something like that. Whatever. Like, there's a million reasons why they actually might really enjoy your email and really might be open to to connecting with you, um, but they just don't hit reply for whatever reason. Um, so we don't want to just let that go to waste. So Anthony, what do we do and how do we do it? So up until this point, we've been pretty PG. We've been pretty safe, right? Nothing too dirty is going on right now, you know, in terms of the dirty side of the podcast pitching, right? But here's when it gets a bit dirty. Here's, here's the dirty side to it. And this is the part where most people will start feeling a bit uncomfortable. When I say the next few words, you might feel a bit uncomfortable, right? 
But there's two words in our dictionary that we say to every single client, every single client who says, Ant, Tig, get more listeners. Look, we've done all this work. We've got our subject line. We've made it personalized. We've got a hundred word story, but they're still ignoring us. The two words that me and Tig say are this. Follow, follow up. up. Hell yeah, baby. So the two words are follow up. That's what you need to do. You have to follow up. Like it, it, it will feel a bit, it shouldn't feel uncomfortable because again, you've got to be resilient. You know, we want to follow up in the right way. Now you might be thinking to yourself, oh, but they've, they've ignored me, blah, 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 blah. Again, we're genuinely being serious. Most people are just busy. Think about the, think about the number of actually legitimately important messages that you yourself have just forgotten about because you just got busy or things happened. So many right? We have to be reminded once in a while, uh, you know, every, every couple of days. So we make sure we get back to certain people and the people we're pitching to, the podcast we're pitching to, they're busy as well. So have that into consideration, follow up because they probably want you on their shows and have that attitude when you go into it. So how many times should you follow up? For us, it's really four times. So every three to four days, if you still haven't got a response, you want to send a follow-up message. Now, Ty, with these follow-up messages, what should they be like? What are some of the principles, right? When it comes to making sure we have good follow-ups that gets response without pissing people off, without being that annoying guy that's saying, hey, did you check this out? Hey, bumping this up. We didn't want that, but how do we make sure, again, we have it in a way that actually gets response without agitating the person we're following up with? Well, there's two principles that come to mind instantly. Number one is humor. And number two is giving people an easy out, you know? So in terms of the humor, you know, we're not going to template this out, right? It just completely depends on how you want to do it. But just make sure it's lighthearted, friendly, and self-aware. Really, I think the the best humor in this context anyway, comes from just being very self-aware. Um, you know, in one of our emails, we like to say something along the lines of, um, you know, if you've been eaten by alligators, let me know and I'll send flowers. You know, just something like that. Again, very lighthearted, kind of poking fun at the fact that, you know, they, you haven't, they haven't yet replied and we're not sure why and we're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Also, give them an easy way out. So, you know, always be sure to sprinkle in. If you're not open to this, that's totally cool. Just let me know. No hard feelings. Or if you're not open to this, say, go away, Tig. I don't want you on my podcast. Thanks for the emails, though. You know, just it, it, give people an easy way out. Keep it lighthearted, make it as funny as possible. And the follow-ups will not piss people off. If you do that, they'll actually be very successful for you. And oftentimes we find that clients get responses in their second and third follow-ups. You know, not it's not always the first initial follow-up. Sometimes it does take that second, third, and sometimes fourth one. I mean, that would be it. So that's kind of the dirty cell we're trying to again, really <laughs> honestly, you have to kind of be relentless and in a way keep nudging someone along the way. Because again, we just want a response. We want to just engage them. So we spoke about how to make sure you didn't do all this work and your pitches not get open. How? By having effective subject lines. And then number two, we've also spoke about really making sure that we are nudging people on, making sure that we are getting high response rate by following up the dirty side of podcast pitching. And then a final bonus which we want to add in is we know we've spoke about the 100-word story for most of our clients, that's extremely tricky. So we recommend just using ChatGPT and just saying, make this more concise, focusing in on the key elements of my story. So again, you can just write the story freely and then use that and add to ChatGPT and add ChatGPT to make the pitch more concise into a 100-word story. Nice. 
And in terms of our opinion on is using AI unethical here or, you know, what parts of the pitch can I use it? I, I honestly think the answer is, look, you can use AI to help you with a pitch, but don't just get the whole robot to do it and just send it out without you looking over it, right? Just use AI to save time in ways like Anthony's mentioned so it can be more effective for you. But, you know, d- just just don't have the whole thing be AI automated because um, then that takes away from pillar number one, which is make it personalized, a human to human. So last oh, question okay. for you, Anthony, before we wrap this up. There's a lot of steps here and, you know, it's not actually that much when you kind of get it all down. But people are busy, right? As in the, the, our listeners are busy there. They usually, you know, they've got other aspects of their business to run, maybe team members, clients, etc. Is it realistic for them to do this all themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, what should they delegate? Should they delegate it right away? I say one question, there's like seven questions. Should they delegate it right away? Or should they do it themselves first before passing it on? What was your stance on that? <laughs> if you haven't got the time, do it yourself and kind of just get used to kind of practice. And I know that a lot of our clients, even though they haven't got the time, this is an area that they feel very personal about. They do want to have that extra touch. So if you do and you can make up that time, just spend three to five minutes, listen to the podcast you want to pitch to you before you send out the pitch, just to make sure the vibe, <laughs> the vibe is on and you can actually provide legitimate value to their audience. Um, and then if you're just scrap for time, you know, because again, if you're trying to guess on 50 plus podcasts, you have to pitch to a lot, a lot, a lot of podcasts. So maybe delegating this to a team member who understands your show or an assistant who understands the show, who understands what you're looking for and essentially having them create a list for you. I think that's the best approach. So get a team member to actually create a specific list and do the personalized touch. But of course, you want to make sure even though you have a team member creating the list and creating the personalization that is written in the first person. You know, that again, to make it personal, that that's what I would say. Yeah. And uh, I think if you are going to delegate it, I'd still encourage you to do it yourself for like a week minimum, just so you actually understand the nuts and bolts of, of how to personalize yourself before you try and tell someone else to do it. Awesome. So look, the course action is this, go down, look at the subject line, fine tune your hundred word pitch and get started right away and ask yourself, you know, what is your goal you know, when it comes to guesting in 2024? And if it's not to guest on 50 podcasts, then why? <laughs>